0: bringing relevant and engaging insights to human resource and talent development professionals. This is Talent Champions with Diana Thomas, sponsored by Franklin Covey. Here is your host, Diana Thomas.
1: Welcome to another episode of Talent Champions. I'm Diana Thomas, and I'm so honored to serve as your host. Today, we're focused on connecting to your purpose, a purpose that helps guide and improve your life and I'm so excited to bring back one of our most popular guests, Peggy Selfon. Peggy was with us a year and a half ago on episode 21 when we discussed everyday approaches to reducing stress and anxiety, still very relevant today. Peggy is a past marketing executive, and she's an internationally recognized personal development coach, wellness specialist, and speaker. She's the author of two books, The first one is Supercharge Your Life with Powerful Strategies, and the second one, or most recent, is a novel, Awakening. In Peggy's work, she blends Eastern and Western traditions together to help people live their best lives. She pulls from yoga and mindful practices, as well as psychology and neuroscience, how the brain works. Welcome, Peggy. So excited that you're back with us.
0: Wow, that was quite an introduction, Diana. I'm so happy to be here with you again. And I'm thrilled to hear that so many people have listened to the earlier episode we recorded together. So thank you for that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Before we get into today's topic, why don't you refresh our audience on what you've been up to?
0: I have to just sort of digress for a second and share with you this incredible epiphany that I had in the middle of last year uh, when I because of the pandemic, switched from having a physical office to really doing everything on Zoom or Skype and just being virtual. And I had a young man who reached out to me and said, well, I want to meet with you. And I said, well, I'm not meeting in person. Well, I I really, I need to meet with you. And I said, I'm really sorry, but the only way we can connect is through Zoom. Would you like to try it? So he tried it. And my breakthrough understanding was really uh, pretty phenomenal about coaching, and it really changed my perception because when people would come to my office, I would always guide them and share tools with them and strategies to perform better and feel better and so forth. And they would always leave my office feeling better. So they associated feeling better with my office. Now, through Zoom, I was meeting them where they were having anxiety, stress, pain, fears, and it was changing them much more quickly so I could really fast-track changes. It was really cool. I just, I loved that recognition of being able to do that. So I still am using my integrated life coaching system. Actually, today, I'm launching a podcast, uh, talk about healthy living. And today's episode is going to be on finding your happy place. And I'm actually working on another book project, and I'm working on a nonprofit um, fund for mental wellness. So it's been really busy.
1: Yeah, now you you always are busy and it's exciting to talk to you and hear what you're doing. And in our last... episode, we really focused on some key tangible things that people could do right away to start trying to maybe balance their life and reduce their stress or anxiety. And I think that's what I've heard most back from our uh, listeners is just practical advice. So I loved how you give advice and you share examples. uh, And as we both have experienced, you know, this last year has been challenging. Uh, I definitely have moved to almost 100% doing everything I do virtually and it's been really fun to see even some people that i would do coaching over the phone when i'm coaching them using whether it's zoom or microsoft teams and you really see them I totally have gone away from thinking that this is just something that I'm connecting through the voice with someone to really being able to read their body and express my energy to them by them seeing me. So I love, absolutely love the ability that we can connect virtually at just a higher level than just over the phone so I can connect to what you said in your story with the young man and the coaching. And I think we've shifted a lot of people's mindsets, especially leaders that I've been coaching who maybe weren't the biggest, strongest uh, supporters of people working virtually. And now we've proven in this world that uh, it can be effective.
0: I just wrote an article about this. And so one of the things as coaches that I kind of uh, did the sort of double entendre on is that we, we try to meet people where they are, you know, and then take them to where they want to be. And now we're meeting people where they are physically. I mean, we're right there in their homes or in their home offices. And it really does make a difference.
1: But the other side is being connected virtually so much of our day is becoming more draining. So originally, when I was coaching my leaders, you know, they felt like this work-life balance was getting a little bit better because they weren't driving in and out of the office, and they had more time with their family. But it seems like over the last several months, as I've been talking to more leaders, being on Zoom and being at their desk and tied to technology is becoming a little draining. So I wanted to just kind of reconnect a little bit before we get into purpose a little deeper to some of the strategies and some of the expert coaching you gave us in our last session about, you know, even though you aren't driving and so that reduces your stress in some cases, is you still need to make sure that you're taking those productivity pauses, as you called them, and remembering to breathe and to stretch and get away from the work so that your mind can, you know, calm down. Is that something you're seeing as well?
0: Oh, absolutely. Really now more than ever, because we have so dramatically shifted in the way we work and to improve productivity as we work from home, it's really important to, first of all, create boundaries so that when you're working, you're really at work. And when you're taking time for your family or for yourself, you're doing that and it's mindful and intentional and be able to really amp up your own resources. Because we are at home using Zoom or Skype or uh, Microsoft Teams, many people look literally like they've rolled out of bed to get in front of the computer. And so there's um, kind of a lack of professionalism in the way they're approaching those kind of meetings. And I think it's still important to create some separation between home and professional. And I literally put on my makeup. I dress as if I'm going to a physical office when I get on any Zoom call. Because again, it's your impression. And it's also internally, psychologically, the way you feel. If you're still in your jammies, you know, and just throw on a blouse so You know, you look okay in front of the Zoom, but you're in your jammies. There's a feeling of really being in a different mindset, being sort of more laid back and maybe not as interactive in that meeting. So I think it's really important to pay attention to that. And the other thing that I do, which has really been helpful, and I've been doing this long before the pandemic and long before uh, working through uh, virtual technology, is I use a standing desk. And what that does is it really energizes you. It really allows you to function better physically, physiologically, because sitting really stops the energy flow. And you get lazy. You get uh, round-shouldered, so you're not breathing deeply, and you're not getting the oxygen you need to really function well and have your brain function well. So those are just a few things to keep in mind. You know, get dressed like you're going to work. And um, I really recommend standing desks.
1: I love that. I also, in addition to standing up, and I'll stand up and use my um, my AirPods, so I'm not tied to a device, and I can, you know, walk and think and walk and talk. But I also have one of those uh, exercise balls, so I stand, I sit on the ball, and then I, you know, from time to time, I'll sit as well, trying to vary it. So I think that's great. That advice. is great, and I can really relate to your comments about. You know, now that we're on Zoom so much, I think people maybe have gotten a little too comfortable. I mean, in in some aspects, I think it brings in the authentic self when your child walks in or talks to you or you see the dog or the cat. You know, I think people are less critical of you know the environment but I think we've got to be careful especially up and coming leaders are executive presence because that is one thing that as I was just talking recently to one of my HR leaders that's contracted me to work with some of her up and coming leaders is she said executive presence is something that they think they need to do a better job of and I think it is you know we've gotten complacent that you know hey they're not going to see me and I can just show up and, and remember that every time you are being visually shown to someone you are you are casting a shadow and is it the right uh, shadow especially if you want to continue to grow with the company and they want those influential leaders that really make that executive presence and impact so a great reminder
0: yeah and it's also it it really impacts how you feel so it, it's not just externally how you're showing up, but internally it affects how you're feeling about your presence in that moment and whether you're just sort of laid back and really not as uh, thought uh, conscious uh, or whether you know you're really more a part of the solutions to whatever reason you're meeting. So I think it really makes a huge difference. So a lot of things go into it. Oh, excellent advice.
1: Uh, recently I was listening to this one yoga instructor, and she was talking about even when you are sitting, by just taking your shoulders and moving them back and making sure that you're not hunched forward, which so many times we are, like you mentioned already, what's happening is we're starting to see people, their pectorial, their muscles in their front upper chest are becoming tighter and shorter because we're hunched over, and that we've got to be able to, you know know keep moving our shoulders back and so that our back muscles you know get tighter and support our head more upright so I mean it's little things that I think about when I do that
0: I just feel more energetic. One of the great productivity pauses that I recommend besides you know just meditating and taking those timeouts is just reaching behind your back, clasping your hands together, taking a big breath in and pressing your shoulder blades back towards one another. So that really opens the chest, it opens the lungs, and it allows you to get more oxygen into your body, which when you're hunched over, you're not breathing very well. Seventy-five percent of the body's toxins are released through our breath. And so if you're breathing shallowly, guess what's accumulating in your body that you really don't want. So just reach your hands behind your back, take a big inhalation, stretch, and then let the breath go. Okay, I just did that. And I'm even more energized to
1: jump into our topic around really finding what your purpose is and connecting. I'm excited about this for so many reasons. And this came to life for me in a couple different ways. One, as I went through uh, seven habits of highly effective people, which was based on where I was in my life, you know, 20 some years ago was a pivotal point where I needed to change. And so connecting to my personal mission was something that I did. Taking it to my team and doing a team mission was really critical. But then moving to Southwest Florida, I know you've been involved with this organization as far as blue zones and why it's so important to understand what your purpose is and to be so connected that it energizes you to get up in the morning. Could you give us a little bit more about the background of why you should have this vision for yourself?
0: So, it is really critical, as as you pointed out earlier, you know, if you want to know what you're going to have in the end, you have to start at that beginning point and have that purpose in that direction. And so, purpose is really the meaning in life. It's really the juice, the drive, and it's the desire. You know, uh, I remember when I was starting out and and had some ideas for different businesses that I wanted to start. I remember going to some mentors and they said, well, do you have fire in the belly? And I didn't understand quite what that meant at first. When you start developing that real desire, it instills motivation, perseverance, you you feel content because you're on the right path for you and it feels good. And so it also instills well-being. So it really gives you a direction and a path instead of just sort of being lost and rudderless. So purpose is really having an intention or an objective that you're driven to do.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about um, Blue Zones? Because I know you've been very involved here since Southwest Florida has been designated as one of these Blue Zone areas. So to maybe our audience that doesn't know anything about it,
0: so blue zones actually evolved from Dan Bootner's national geographic experience over gosh, it's gotta be forty years ago, where he traveled around the world realizing that there were certain pockets of places in the world where people lived to over a hundred effortlessly. And he began examining it and he just got so focused on it, he brought scientists and doctors. And they began looking at what are the qualities, what are the characteristics in each of these areas. And there were very different cultures and different environments and different settings, but there were real commonalities and there were nine different um, characteristics that actually contribute to longevity and one of the nine is purpose and so the blue zones and we're so lucky to have a blue zones project in southwest florida offer these um, purpose workshops and they're two-hour free workshops which really help guide you onto an understanding of what your purpose is what's your life's mission and they're really effective they're they're very well done yeah
1: I know in our last episode, we talked about, you know, coming up with like three words or two words that, you know, you want to have in your life. And, and that could be a way to come up with the purposes, you know, what do you want? Do you want to be more confident or healthier, you know, more joyful is to have those words. But this is a little bit deeper. So if somebody came to you and wanted to create their own uh, guiding purpose, how would you start them in, on that path?
0: I have actually a lot of different exercises that I do to help people tune in on really their authentic selves. So in general, what really helps is to begin to explore, what are you good at? What comes naturally? Very often, we're distracted or influenced by the urgings of others in our lives. Our parents tell us what we should be doing, or our teachers, or even friends. And so what I do is I help clients tune in to what's in their heart. And it's so funny because we so often feel like something that's really easy and effortless for us to do doesn't have value because it's too easy. You know, we have this Western mentality of we have to work really hard. But no, we have to really understand that life is play. And our work should be playful because then we never work a day in our lives. And when you realize something that comes naturally, you'll find that you get so absorbed in it, you don't even realize that time is passing. You might start a project and suddenly five hours pass and you haven't even realized, my gosh, where'd that time go? Because you were so absorbed and enjoying That experience. So it's really about what's truly in one's nature, maybe one or more traits. And it's about developing dreams. You know, I've been rereading Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And I love, he says, dreams are the seedlings of reality. And I love that.
1: I do love that. And you know, what we... What we nurture grows, too. So I love that um, advice is, you know, what are you good at? What are your natural gifts? What brings you joy? And one of the things, even in the intro of uh, before we started our call today, this podcast, we were talking about just how important it is to take time to get away from the craziness of the world and connect to your purpose. So if somebody hasn't done um, this exercise, there's so much stuff online, and Peggy has these great workshops and resources too, is maybe just spend some quiet time, get away from all the craziness and just uh, get in touch with what's important. Because sometimes it's hard to do that when when we're in the midst of everything. So I don't recommend, you know, between one and two, let's create my purpose in my already busy day, right? You know, getting away and and, and, and being quiet, uh, don't you think helps you get more in touch with being, you know, more true to where you need to go and where you want to go?
0: To be honest, absolutely. We function way too much in our minds. Those thoughts control us and they take us down these crazy paths. And it's really important to quiet the mind, to be in stillness. And actually, in the middle of the pandemic last year, well, right at the beginning, actually, I recorded um, a gratitude meditation. And it's less than 15 minutes. And I use it myself every morning. And it was a gratitude meditation to stop anxiety. But it just cuts out 15 minutes of time where you're just tuning into you and you're really looking inward at what you're grateful for, but you're also quieting your mind in the process. So it's giving you that freedom to really tap into who you truly are. And when you allow yourself, when you give yourself permission to have that time to do that, it is amazing the miracles and the magic that happens. So it's really about... Um, looking at gratitude, being in that high vibrational frequency, and also just being in the moment. Again, we're so often in our minds that we're thinking about the past or what just happened? What could I do better? Or we're worrying about the future and we're failing to be in the moment. And in the moment is where you can connect to your true self. And so it's about mindfulness and paying attention on purpose and It's about not repressing thoughts, but just being aware of them and coming into harmony with them, accepting, and then looking if you're having a lot of negative thoughts or or self doubts, you can realize that, wait, you have the power to change those thoughts. And so that's kind of the next step in being able to connect to all that you are.
1: And maybe as a... um... A resource. When this podcast goes out, we can connect some of those um, resources or questions that, if you want to start getting, you know, deeper into what is your purpose, and as we've talked about in the past, it can change and shift. You know, I think about where I am in my life, and over the last year, I've spent some time just really reflecting on what do I want to do in this next chapter of my life. And there's some great resources out there. Um, recently, just went back and reread. Uh, the book Halftime. So, you know, what do I want to do? This is my halftime. What do I want to do the second t- half of my life? And as well as another book. Um the second mountain so you know many of us have gone and raised a family and that was a huge mountain and started a career and made a name for ourselves and now you know we're, we're shifting to what do we want to do next and I think you know with this pandemic and kind of creating a little more space for people to reevaluate, where are you and what do you want to be doing is so healthy so we'll make a commitment to connect our audience to some of the resources uh, another fun thing that I did when I went through the blue zone finding your purpose workshop is they had these cards it was kind of like a a card game where you had to pick what are your top gifts and it's a forced choice so that was kind of a fun way is to really narrow down what are the top five things that you really enjoy doing and then taking those and putting them into a vision statement so that was powerful I'm happy to share some of the Franklin Covey stuff that talks about you know some questions that you answered. come up with what is your true purpose, you know, what is that thing that should be guiding you to be your best self and to be happy. And like you said, if you're really living your purpose, it's not work, you're enjoying doing it because you're in aligned with what makes you happy and who you are and how you want to serve. For those that want to go deeper, here's a little content from Franklin Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People around habit two, begin with the end in mind. It's about creating a vision or purpose statement. The most effective people shape their own future instead of letting other people or circumstances determine their destination. They mentally plan and physically create their own positive results. A personal mission statement, purpose, or vision allows you to begin with the end in mind, to plan, design, and lay out for who you wanna be and what you wanna do as an individual and can also be expanded to your organization. Benefits of a personal mission statement include encourages you to think deeply about your life, helps you examine your most inner thoughts and feelings, clarifies what's really important to you, expands your perspective, provides direction and commitment to values, enables you to make daily progress towards long-term goals, And provides the first of mental creation of your desired results for your life. The process of writing a mission statement involves answering the following questions one, what things do I want to have that I feel are important? Two, what am I about? Three, what are the qualities of character I'd like to emulate? And four, What legacy do I want to leave? For more inspiration, check out the 80th birthday video Franklin Covey created. We'll post the link on the resource page for this episode, which you can find at talent-champions.com.
0: And I just wanna add too that So many people that I work with say, but I'm too old to start something new or to move. Never, 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 never. And that's the point of also finding your purpose, because sometimes it does shift a little bit because new opportunities prevent or adversity happens and it moves you in a slightly different direction. And all of those things really contribute to you finding that juicy spot, that place where you really can thrive and be the best you. Yeah. And you mentioned
1: about spending some time, especially in the morning, to connect to who you want to be. But I think it's so important after you've created this vision statement, uh, motivating, kind of inspiring a uh, couple sentences or one sentence or words, whatever works best for you or a story is to spend time in the morning and and really connect to that. And I know I operate best when I spend those first 10 minutes in the morning just kind of connecting to myself, whether it's through just silent meditation or being in nature, going back and, and reading that vision or personal statement. So don't put it in a drawer, put it someplace where you'd
0: see it, right? <laughs> Right. I'd put it on your mirror. So when you go brush your teeth, you're seeing your statement. And it is, it's a great way to really begin your day because it's really how you want to show up in your day. So when you start first thing and remind yourself, you know, my words are powerful, purposeful, peaceful. I want to show up that way every day. That's my mantra. And it makes a difference when you remind yourself, we're very forgetful, (laughs) and it's very easy to get distracted and to feel like there's other tasks that are more important. You are more important than any other task. So you have to really begin with you and start your day with that affirmation or that, you know, just positive statement to set your intention for how you want your day to unfold. It makes a difference. And especially when that becomes a habit.
1: Yeah, so true. The other thing I would add to that is something that I found successful is at the end of the day is just kind of reflect on how you showed up. And so I I have this little three by five card I would keep in my car when I was working, you know, full time in corporate America and driving to the office. So on the way home, I would read those questions to myself and think about what did I say I was going to do today? Did I actually do it? You know, Um, was I focused on the right things? What did I feel happy about? What impact Do I did I have and how will I do things differently? And I think that was probably even more impactful is, you know, we all start off thinking we're going to do these things and it's great because it gets us in the mindset, but sometimes we allow things to get us off track and to just stop and reflect and say, okay, tomorrow I am not going to take that call from, you know, X, Y, and Z because it wasn't relevant and I ended up doing something different or I'm not going to allow myself to get distracted by X, Y, and Z.
0: That's really great advice. And I really encourage journaling for that particular purpose because then you start chronicling it. You start seeing, are there consistent patterns of, you know, neglecting one area and doing something else where in the morning your intention was, wait, I wanted to take care of A and B and I I went off to Z. Why did I do that? And you'll begin to see certain behavioral habits that you have that you can begin to change if it's not working for your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what I found is after I got more grounded personally in what I wanted to do is sharing this process with others. So I was so blessed to have fabulous teams in my careers uh, and to be able to lead some really uh, exceptional, awesome people to come together and uh, achieve some wonderful things. And one of the things that I would say uh, we did that created that wonderful environment and ability to achieve more was coming up with a vision. So using the same principles of where are our talents, where do we need to focus, how do we align with the bigger picture? My team and I, the last team that I led was a training team for McDonald's Corporation. We all got together and there was, uh, on our immediate team, there was like 50 of us and then we had 250 that were, you know, in the field. But we came together and we created a vision and everybody was involved with it. And so what we came up with is, you know, we had, Have this team that was focused on top talent doing the best work in the best environment to achieve world-class execution and results so we were responsible for creating learning and development tools and curriculum for McDonald's Corporation and it was really powerful to see when you can get people aligned around a vision it starts to change their behaviors, and they start to use it as a screen in regards to where we focus and what we do, and the quality of work. And even my leaders that used it, you know, it was top talent. Is they started to create screens for bringing in top talent into our organization, whether if they were administrative staff or delivery experts or those that were designing and deploying. Uh, resources and curriculum so it's you know if you hire great people and you can inspire them to come together around a vision that truly is aligned where the company needs to go and this is for all of our talent champions out there amazing things can happen and you can start to see and reap some of these benefits uh, that we've been talking about personally that you can do but it takes the same kind of due diligence is you've got to stay focused on the vision so we would start every time we get together we talk about our vision and how's it going and when new members came in we talk about their personal connection to our vision since they weren't there to create it we wanted them to feel grounded in it and use it as a way to measure and and see our progress and to motivate where we needed to go. Think about this principle at a higher level as far as is your team focused on the purpose and are they engaged personally with that purpose? So I know you've had some exposure to that as well.
0: Well, that's such great advice though because it's about inspiration and inspiration is contagious. And that leads to success because everyone is really working together and it really improves the communication of the team as well, because you share a common purpose and you're, you're all together. And really, if we could uh, vibrate that out energetically into the entire world, we are all in this together. And if we could have those principles applied even more globally, wow, imagine what's possible.
1: Well, talking about wow and things that are possible, let's talk a little bit about your book. And I had a chance this weekend to read it, and I would highly recommend it, um, Awakening, the novel. Can you give us a little bit of insight as to why you were inspired to write the book and and why now?
0: (laughs) You know, it's kind of a bizarre story. So in the middle of the pandemic, I started doing um, a series called mindfulness moments from the paradise coast and these are videos and i was climbing boulders overlooking the gulf of mexico to get close to this beautiful snowy white egret and i literally was bonding with this egret it was an amazing experience and i turned to descend and i was pretty high up and i was barefoot and my feet were wet and i slipped and i went down and I went down hard, and I didn't want to break my camera, so instead I broke my arm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and here we are in the middle of the pandemic. I thought, I can't go to the ER. I you know, I have to deal with this. And I, at the time, I didn't know I broke it. And um, when I finally got the x-ray and I was told, well, do you have a good surgeon? I have never had surgery, and I was in panic. And I was full of fear and anxiety. And honestly, I began using a lot of my own uh, meditations and strategies, and so I did end up having surgery. It was a very painful, for quite a while, and so I was trying to mitigate uh, the pain and and the discomfort that I had, and just the state of mind I was in. And I was trying to keep myself calm and balanced and harmonious, and listening to healing music, and and doing all of the things that I know how to do. And suddenly one day the word sort of awakening came into my mind and I literally just went to my standing desk at my computer and I started writing this story and it literally downloaded. And it's a story about this middle-aged woman who has this horrific motorcycle accident and when she comes back to consciousness she really starts questioning her whole life and it takes her on this journey of self-discovery kind of personal development and really truths about life friendships love and what was remarkable to me was that i had this muse that every morning would just dump a download of new plot twists And so I couldn't wait every morning to get to my computer to find out what happens to the characters next, because I didn't know where it was going. And and talk about purpose and mission. I really didn't know that it would result in a published book. And I just won a Firebird Book Award and just got endorsements from Mary Morrissey and Lee David Zladoff, who's the Uh, creator of MacGyver. And and I had no idea it was going there. I just knew I had fire in the belly. I knew I had to just keep writing. And it was so engaging. I was in this fantasy world. I was traveling all over the world with these characters. Journey takes her to New York City and the south of France and London. And so it was just an incredible experience. And I've always said adversity leads to breakthroughs and growth. I never had written a fictional novel before, and it literally just bubbled out. For others, it's really about being open to that sort of divine intervention and being open to surrender to the experience without questioning. And at times when something negative happens in the past, I've always said, well, what am I supposed to learn from this? and as I was writing Awakening, I didn't even ask that. I just kept writing. And it was funny because Patrick, my life partner, he would come home and he was worried about me because I was spending so much time alone and isolated. And I was in this dream world of personal development, watching my characters go through different experiences in life. So it was so rewarding. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience of doing it. And now I want to write more fiction. Well, you're definitely good at it. And I love how you
1: even described doing the process. I mean, you could hear your excitement and the passion that you bring to it. And one of the things that I loved about it is it was really engaging. And for me, it was a nice break because I've been reading a lot more business books or more things in relation to yoga, meditation and things like that. And for me, it was just so easy and enjoyable to read it. But I could feel your presence and you infused your your teachings throughout when you talk about (laughs) mindfulness and meditation and our mind uh, and the thoughts we think will guide our actions. So it was kind of like you were there in a subtle way
0: reminding us to do the right things in regards to self-care absolutely i I definitely did infuse some things and it's interesting because the characters are completely fictitious but many of the locations are real some of my readers were writing reviews they were saying that they just felt like they were there and they could taste the foods that i was describing and so that was really rewarding i mean it's just been a great journey for me and uh, kind of unexpected and sometimes i think we need to open ourselves up to the unexpected and allow um, manifestations to happen. And to be honest, from a very early age, I've always wanted to write fiction, but never gave myself that opportunity. So the pandemic gave me that opportunity because it was my reset. It was my time out. And then breaking my arm made it a little worse, shifting the way I was thinking about everything. And so it opened me up to download this story. And to me, that's part of what, we need to be receptive to in life. We need to have that ability to surrender and have faith. Yeah.
1: And the other thing I like that you touched on, and for me, it made me do some additional reflection, It is as it relates to our relationships and how strong are our relationships with our family, with our friends, because in times of challenges or uncertainty or stress, going back to those great relationships really can help you. And I think through your story, and you talk about the main character Robin and how she connected better with family and friends, is a strong reminder of how important those ties are and how healthy they are. And that was actually another one of the the nine principles in the uh, blue zone that they found out, you know, the people that were the healthiest had really strong tribes or people around them that supported them so i think that was another subtle way to say not only reflect on where you're going and who you are and are you on the right path but who do you need to ensure that uh, you connect with and, and strengthen those relationships and who do you need to maybe distance
0: yourself because it's not a healthy thing to be connected to I agree with you. Tribe is so important. I think that's one of the things that we've seen through the pandemic is people who have been so isolated are feeling that disconnection from those relationships. That has um, splintered some of people's connectivity. And we as humans need that connectivity. So I agree with you. I think relationships are, are really key. And it was It was fun exploring that in Awakening because, again, I didn't know where it was going. I didn't really have any inkling of what was going to unfold with some of the relationships. And so that was really fun. I felt like I was reading a novel rather than writing it because, again, it was just all new as it unfolded. Very cool.
1: Well, you mentioned at the beginning that you were now doing... um, a a podcast. Can you give us more information uh, about the podcast and maybe what you're going to be
0: covering? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's um, called Talk About Healthy Living. And it's really about uh, improving vitality, feeling good, and offering advice in little bite-sized audio pieces. So Every episode is less than 10 minutes so that you can really just get one good um, technique or strategy that you can try, that you can see what resonates with you and what you might be able to incorporate in your life. The very first one which launches today is how to find your happy place. And so it really will cover so many different things. There's stress-relieving techniques, how to improve your vibration, um, reconnecting to your partner, a cure for loneliness, uh, information about gratitude, uh, how to relieve pain, mental wellness, energy, uh, just so many different things. Mindfulness, facing your fears, uh, dealing with anxiety and techniques. So Every week, we'll cover a different topic, and you can listen to all of them or one of them and see what works for you. I've learned so many different strategies with all the different trainings that I've had. And I really want to be able to share it with more people in a consistent way. And my book, Escape from Anxiety, Supercharge Your Life with Powerful Strategies, A to Z, has over 100 strategies. But you know what? I've learned even more since then. And there's even more approaches that work really well. So... Um, The podcast is really addressing that. And um, because it's just launching, I think it's only available so far on Buzzsprout and Stitcher and um, Spotify, but it will be on all of them over the next couple of weeks. And if people want to listen to it, they can actually go to um, integratedlifeplan.com, which is my integrated life coaching system. And there's a link there that I made available so they can uh, access it there. Yeah, And I love the format, 10 minutes, because who doesn't have 10 minutes or
1: could find 10 minutes to do something to kind of energize themselves or to take care of themselves a little bit more? And, you know, it's not like you're going to share things they've never heard. It's just how do you keep them top of mind? And more importantly, how do you do those things that will help you feel healthier and more engaged and show up at a higher level
0: for yourself and for others? And again, it's to inspire people. And I've also started out of my awakening novel, I've started a Facebook group. And so people can come and join that as well. And that also just offers uh, information, quotes, um, again, just inspiring and, and helping people live life better. And it's a fun group because I have other coaches in there as well as just people really from all over the world. So it, it's really been fun. Wonderful. So what other
1: tips or advice do you have for our talent champions on helping them to uh, get more connected to their purpose or to just feel more engaged or just be healthier? You always have such great advice. Do you have some final
0: words of wisdom? Actually, I wanted to share a quote that I uh, just put out on my awakening Facebook group page, because to me, it kind of sums up a lot of things that we're all uh, facing. And so the, the quote is, obstacles are the Zen of life, causing you to slow down, pause and redirect your energies. So sometimes I just feel like, you know, we need to reset and reboot and we need to redirect. You know, sometimes we go down a path because we get so attached to an outcome and we need to kind of dial back and look at the bigger picture. And we need to honor that time and not be so quick to, for instance, judge something as bad. It may not be bad. It may just be on your way to something better. And so always learning from the experiences in a mindful way can really help and slowing down to smell the roses or to take a meditation break, a productivity pause can really help
1: yeah no just wonderful grounding advice good for all of us i know as i've gone through and listened to you today i'm even more energized to go back and live my best self and you know reframe how i'm thinking about myself so thank you you're always so inspiring so you mentioned a few things in regards to how our audience can connect with you but uh, any other ways that our listeners should be
0: connecting sure they can go to awakeninganovel.com And there are all the links for accessing the book either on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, but also the Facebook group is there as well. So they can link to that. And then if somebody would like to have just sort of a free discovery call conversation to talk about purpose or passion, um, I do a a free 30 minute call uh, and they can access that at the integratedlifeplan.com webpage. So those would be the best places. And again, I'm I'm really here to serve. I I feel too many people suffer and struggle. And if you just step back, take another moment and really look at a different way or uh, change your mindset, it can make life glorious and can make you feel great and instill better well-being.
1: Well, thank you so much for continuing to share your passion, your purpose, and and just helping us all create this uh, more aligned, peaceful life. You're always an inspiration. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing some of your insights with us to get today. Well, and
0: Diana, I have to thank you. It is such a joy to be able to talk with you because you get it. You have so much that you bring to the table and it makes uh, working with you and talking with you and sharing this with your audience so much more expansive. So thank you for all that you do. Really appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Peggy. I still feel like I'm a work in progress and I have a lot more to learn and do and implement, but always uh, so inspiring to spend some time with you. Thank you.
0: We are all a work in progress. (laughs) So thank you, Diana. Here's a summary of
1: today's episode. Bring your best energy to Zoom or virtual calls by paying attention to your executive presence, personal appearance, and posture. Not only do you want to ensure you're showing up as a professional, but you're also creating energy for others to feed from. Finding your purpose gives a direction and a path for your life. Peggy defines purpose as having an intention or objective that you're driven to do. It's the fire in the belly that compelled her to write her new novel. Purpose is also linked to longevity and overall vitality. When you've defined your purpose, revisit it regularly, whether it's a 10-minute meditation in the morning, a note on your mirror, or a recap at the end of the day. Help your brain to keep your purpose in front of everything you do your purpose or vision can also help you to create a screen for making decisions about anything from hiring projects or even how to spend your time our purpose does change over time as our life circumstances change be flexible and open to pursuing a new purpose as your life evolves Nurture your relationships, both professionally and personally. This is another area that's linked to longevity, and it's also been a struggle for so many people during the pandemic. Peggy mentioned a lot of resources, and you'll be able to find links to all of these resources, as well as a few others, at our website, talent-champions.com. And while you're in your podcast player, don't forget to subscribe to her new podcast, Talk About Healthy Living. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for listening to Talent Champions with Diana Thomas. Be sure to check out the full Franklin Covey Podcast Network by searching Franklin Covey on your favorite podcast provider.